The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I want to thank everyone for sharing their texts with me. And uh, you can always get a hold of me at 630-630. You know the phone number here as well as 496-0063. So, um, you know, we, we've heard this line over and over again. The truth is out there. And according to one Facebook post, it's hidden inside the boundaries of Area 51. More than a million people from around the world have signed up for an event titled Storm Area 51. It was on it was on Facebook. The creator said, quote, we'll all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. Now they go on to say that it's a joke. And of course, the U.S. Air Force has issued a very stern warning, but it has gone viral. Area 51 has been the focal point of alien conspiracy theories in America for decades. And to chat more about this, we're joined by Nick Pope. But I want to tell you a little bit about Nick before uh, I get him on the phone here. Nick used to run the British government's UFO project. From 1991 to 94, he researched and investigated UFOs, alien abductions, crop circles. He uh, led, uh, led the media to call him the real Fox Mulder. Nick Pope has consulted on and helped to promote a number of alien-themed movies, TV shows, video games. He has presented, consulted on, and contributed to numerous TV shows, has written five best-selling books, lectures around the world. Nick joins us now. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's good to be on. Now, tell us, how does one become the head of the British government's UFO project? (laughs) Oh, quite by accident. (laughs) I was a career civil servant in the Ministry of Defense, and I was just given this as, as, uh, I hate to say it, but almost just another government job. It was Mm. just part of the regular cycle of posting. And I was lucky enough to get this this amazing job, and it did indeed turn out to be a life-changing experience. Now that the British government's declassifying and releasing its UFO files, I can, I can talk about that. Now, fascinating. Can you give us just a little bit of insight into that work? Can you, like, how many reports did you get? What did you investigate? What did you find out? We got about two or 300 reports each year, and most of them, of course, turned out to be misidentifications of fairly ordinary objects and phenomena. But we had some pretty amazing and hard-to-explain cases, too. And the ones that were most interesting to us were the ones where, for example, UFOs were seen by pilots or mm. tracked on military radar. So we had our fair share of unknown events over the years. I wanted to, we, we dialed you up today because we wanted to talk to you uh, about this uh, Area 51 thing that's been happening, this story that has gone has gone viral. Area 51, can you tell us more about it? What do you know and what is actually there? Well, Area 51 exists and it's for decades been the place where the United States tests and develops some of its cutting-edge aircraft, so things like the U-2 spy plane, uh, the SR-71 Blackbird, and more recently, of course, stealth fighters Mm -hmm. and stealth bombers. So it exists, but over the years, rumors have started that this is the place where the U.S. government keeps, uh, for example, the UFO that many people believe crashed at Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. And all sorts of rumors and stories and conspiracies surround this place, so much so that it's become part of pop culture. It featured in the movie Independence Day. It's been referenced in the X-Files. 
Yeah, and, and, that, and my question was going to be, how did this become such a talking point when it comes to Area 51? Where um, did the conspiracy theories come from? But it goes back all the way to, what, 1947, you said? Uh, 1947 is when some people believe that a UFO crashed at Roswell, but more recently there have been a number of uh, whistleblowers making claims. Uh, there is controversy about them, of course, but uh, one of them, called Bob Lazar, yes. claimed that he worked at Area 51 and said that uh, when he was there he saw um, <laughs> extraterrestrials working alongside uh, U.S. government officials trying effectively to back engineer alien technology it sounds pretty far-fetched and i i have to say i i <laughs> haven't seen anything that's convinced okay. me personally of that but a lot of people believe it of course and that's why events like this facebook group storm area 51 have have proven to be so popular even if it started as something of a, a practical joke and an internet meme it's it's gathered a life of its own now it, it has so much so as i mentioned that uh u.s military saying you know hey we will protect this area at all ends uh, by all means possible and the one fellow who's starting it saying no i just wanted to see how many likes i could get on facebook for this so um you know I, when it comes to you also i mean besides your your history and um you know ufos you also so um, have looked long and hard into conspiracy theories. You've worked a long time with that. How does something become a conspiracy theory, Nick? How does this build to, to what we see today? Well, there, there isn't a magic formula for it. And sometimes the, the most unlikely things just take off out of nowhere and, and spiral out of control. And uh, even though the organizer here said it started as a, a joke, mm -hmm. now many people are taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever this individual says, I've seen a lot of people talking about this and saying, yeah, we're going to go. And of course, the media will go in force, I'm sure, just to, to see what happens. But as to, to conspiracy theories, I think usually one thing that you have that runs through pretty much all conspiracy theories is the idea and it's not entirely without truth of course that government probably knows more about a whole bunch of things <laughs> than they let on so i think government secrecy is behind a lot of conspiracy theories and also of course tr mistrust distrust of government and, and anti-government feelings more generally can often evolve into conspiracy theories. How has the internet played a role in conspiracy theories over the years? Oh, it's played a massive role. I mean, it's, it's uh, acted as a sort of amplifier in a way. In the old days, these things used to travel by word of mouth. So people would, would say something like, hey, I think the moon landings were fake. And then that every now and then be a newspaper article. But that would be about it. Now with the internet and 24-7 global media coverage, once somebody posts something, it, it gets cross-posted and, and things can can spiral out of, of control and get millions of hits in just a few days. You know what, Nick, just yesterday we were talking about the Apollo uh, 11 launch, the 50th anniversary and the moon landing. And of course, I didn't even have to take a look at my text line because immediately I knew it was going to be there. It was a hoax. It was staged. It was on a whatever. Those people who 
hang on so tight to their belief in these. You know, is there ever a, a way to have a respectful conversation or maybe even an intelligent conversation? Or do they just believe it so much? Or yeah, am I, or am I labeling that too extreme? No, I think you're right. It is very, very difficult because these beliefs are so deep-seated mm. with uh, these people that it becomes almost like an article of faith with them. Yeah. Now, yeah. I happen to think that when you look at the moon landings, there's a whole bunch of very good, verifiable, repeatable scientific evidence that we've been to the moon. And I think it's hugely disrespectful to the, the scientists and the engineers, and most of all, of course, to the astronauts who literally yeah. put their lives on the line. I, I, I think it's insulting to all of them to disparage their their achievements in this way. But on the other hand, you can't stop what people want to believe and and you can't really police it either so you can try to say to people well let's do some critical thinking and let's have a constructive debate but very often sad to say you're banging your head against a brick wall with this and so i'm concerned or you know the concern being there and of course with the, the u.s air force and in, in, in area 51 of those people who may be just going along on this uh you know for fun but those who actually believe who are going to show up who may try to do something on this date that they're calling for um, you know, that's got to be a, a slight concern, don't you think? Very much so, yes. Um, it, it's irresponsible and, and dangerous. Also, of course, it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, a lawful, peaceful protest is fine, but when people start using phrases like, let's storm Area 51, they can't stop us all, I mean, you're talking about an unlawful incursion into a military base. That's a federal offense. But also, there have been plenty of cases in the United States where, for example, deranged individuals have attempted to force their way into military establishments. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a case just in February in Texas at an Navy base. Yeah. Somebody rammed their vehicle into the security barrier, uh, got out, charged at the guards, and he was shot dead. Mm. So there is a real risk here that, that some hotheads and some, shall we say, people with some maybe some mental health issues mm -hmm. might attach themselves mm -hmm. to an event like this and it could end up in, in all sorts of tragedy. Yeah, or maybe just someone looking for their 20 seconds of fame, Nick, because we see that over and over and over again these days. Sadly, yes, and, mm. and particularly if the, the world's media is there, as, yeah. as they may well be, thinking, Absolutely. well, this is a an interesting story whatever you think of it so i would urge people to be very cautious about this i mean i think if people are interested in ufos and i absolutely understand that people are there are better ways to maybe engage on this and lobby government than illegal and dangerous protests i mean this is the desert and even next month the temperatures will be brutal yeah. i can foresee people wandering off getting lost not taking enough water encountering rattlesnakes it's, mm. I, I live in the desert myself and <laughs> it's it's beautiful but it's pretty demanding and and you can very soon run into trouble if you don't know what you're doing nick uh nick pope joining us this afternoon you've lived in the uk um uh you you're living in uh, i think arizona now you've traveled the world when we look at these conspiracy theories nick do they differ uh, around the world you know do people look at <laughs> How, or I guess the question is, how do they differ depending on location, or do they? 
I, I think there, there may be some local differences, and clearly each individual country, whether it's the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, will have things that are perhaps more immediate and local to them. So, for example, in the UK, something like the death of Diana, yeah, Princess say, of yeah. Wales, um, is, is something that looms large in the UK, in the US maybe something like the assassination of JFK and, and the moon landings. But these days, as you said earlier, with the Internet, the power of the Internet, I think these things are global, and, and there's a lot of, of people just exchanging information, whatever country they're in. Nick, uh, before I let you go, um, and I'm going to ask you a question that you've been asked a, a zillion times, but my listeners <laughs> will want to hear your answer. Given the fact that you ran the British government's UFO project, uh, for many years, given the work that you do now. Do you believe um, that there's life elsewhere? Do you believe that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrials? I'm sure there's life out there, and I think it's only a matter of time we, before we find it, probably through science. I don't know whether or not we've been visited. I stay open-minded. I haven't seen any spaceship in a hangar smoking gun myself, <laughs> but... Uh, I suppose with all of this, the skeptics need to be right every day, but yeah. the believers only need to be right once. That's so I'm, right. I'm staying interested in this, and, uh, and who knows what the future will bring. Well, and you know what? On your website today, reading the story about, what was it, Rendlesham Forest, that cold yeah. case, that's a fascinating, fascinating story, Nick. That oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to urge my listeners to go to your website and, and read it for themselves. Nick, I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you. No, it's been a very interesting chat, and I think it, it just shows there's huge interest in this subject right now. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, that is Nick Pope. Uh, he, again, ran the British government's UFO project. The media call him the real Fox Mulder. Um, it is, uh, you know, you look at his background. Um, from 1991 to 94, researched, investigated UFOs, alien abductions, crop circles. He has consulted on and helped to promote a number of alien-themed movies, TV shows, and video games. Um, his website, I'm just going to grab this for you. Um, if you're interested in this topic like I am. Uh, it is nickpope.net and you know you go across there and it's you know a conspiracy theories. It's got a whole area on conspiracy theories, on science fiction, on UFOs and if you go into UFOs and you read about this, um, this Rendlesham Forest um, case, wow! Um, and I'm always interested to know what you think about life out there if you have had or if you have seen um maybe a ufo and we're not saying that it's a, an alien ship we're saying that it's an unidentified flying object and one of the reasons why i got in, interested into this was that when I, years ago when i was working at global i did a series on unidentified uh, flying objects with some of the organizations locally also spoke with some people who believed and then through therapy and through some um, you know, take you back regression type therapy stuff, recounted their experience, their abductions with aliens. Hey, some may believe it, some may not, whatever. Uh, my mind is open to it. I'd love to know 
what you think. You can let me know at 630-630. We have a few minutes at 496-0063. Oh my gosh, I could have talked to him all afternoon, you guys, all afternoon regarding that Area 51 story and this whole storming Area 51 on September 20th. The U.S. Air Force uh, has said uh, the, the no trespassing signs in the area do state that the use of deadly force against intruders is authorized. Gamer Brian says people need to remember that no matter where what they think Area 51 is, it is a military installation and it's one of the few sites in the U.S. that they have a shoot-on-site policy sanctioned by the U.S. government. Some of your phone calls, because we don't have a lot of time here. Sarah out in St. Albert joins us this afternoon. Hi, Sarah. What's your story? Hi, Jalen. I was mentioned, I preview to your, your screener. How can there, for a universe as big as it is, how can there not be other intelligent life? Different intelligence than humans, obviously, but there's got to be other intelligent life mm-hmm. somewhere. I think that there is too many, too many stories. There's been too many... Um, uh, sightings, too many. They, there's just too many things that people have seen and heard and uh, to, to think otherwise. That's how I feel, Sarah. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciated. James calling in this afternoon. Hey, James. Hey, Jalen. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, you know, Area 51 exists just so you don't ask about Area 52. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, of course, there's alien life out there. Uh, the rest of us will be here in a couple of years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. The rest of us will be here in a couple of years. I love it. That's James at a high prairie this afternoon. Um, some of your times. Oh, Brandon and Red Deer. Yeah. Hey, Jay, it's time I came clean. I'm an alien from another planet. I've been living in Alberta for 15 human years. I had to leave my planet because it was overrun with sharks in boats and parking space stealers. I come in peace. Uh, and this one says we're an interesting, diverse community. Oh, my gosh. Um, what if UFOs are actually us in the future coming back to change things or look at ourselves? That's interesting. And I'm going to go to Jason quickly. Hey, Jason, I've got about a minute left. What's on your mind? Oh, hi. Hi. Hi, sorry. I, sorry, I didn't know I was on air. Well, I'm just going to say my, my my opinion, just a quick comment here. Sure. Uh, maybe just the speculation. What, you know, because people are wondering, why isn't the, the government just telling us if they know anything about this or not? Why, why all the mystery? And what if, is this just a small possibility, what if, they have a deal with whoever is, you know, has visited us from, from the cosmos and saying, hey, you know what? You don't let your people know about us. We're going to work with you. But if for some reason they find out, the deal is off. We're gone. Oh. You're not going to get any more from us. So you got to keep our deal a secret or, or else we're gone. What if that's what's going on? Maybe. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Or I guess maybe, we're never going to know. We're never going to know. Or maybe it's just a place where they're testing top, top secret things. That could be too. Right? But yes, it's food for thought, Jason. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Yeah. We have a deal here, you guys. We have a deal. (laughs) Um, My grandfather and brother Rick back in 1975 were at Ashby Lake Cottage. On a starlit evening, suddenly they were startled when a flash of bright light went through the living room. My grandfather grabbed his binoculars and outside looked like a flying saucer. It hovered the lake and started moving left and right. Suddenly it took off at a high speed. Um, The UFO had various colored lights that blinked. 
Anyway, lots of stuff out there, um, and it's a fascinating topic, and I thank you for sharing the last half hour uh, with me on it. Stick around. 3 o'clock news up next.